Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into episode 23 today. Big shout out to our listeners on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I am so excited to be with you guys today. I'm excited that you would join us on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. We are rolling in to Ruthanator part two. Come on, somebody. I hope last week blessed you. I hope that the word of the Lord went forth and it has changed you and showed you some things um, from Ruth, uh, from the book of Ruth and the story of Ruth. And we're in this thing. It's titled Ruthanator because of this, you know, the movie's Terminator. I don't know if any of y'all ever watched them, but we're talking in this whole series about faithfulness and perseverance. And I know we talk a lot about recovery on this show. Um, it was a show based on talking about recovery, but I get on and preach and teach um, on different topics. And, you know, this one with faithfulness and perseverance, man, it is so important. It is a kingdom principle to operate in faithfulness and perseverance. And that's what we're talking about in this whole series. It's a six part series. This is part two. And so I really want to jump right into this thing. Um, this week we are in Ruth chapter one, starting in verse 18, so let's jump into Ruthenator part two. Pay attention. I believe that the Lord is going to show you something. I believe that the Lord is going to speak to you today through the episode. So pay attention and let's go. We're also going to turn over to chapter six of Joshua and uh, I'll be tying Joshua chapter six in the story of Jericho into the story of Ruth today. So let's dive right into this thing. Chapter one of Ruth verse 18 when she saw that she was determined to go with her she stopped speaking to her this is Naomi speaking to Ruth verse 19 now the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem and it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them and the women said this is is this Naomi but she said to them do not call me Naomi call me Mara for the almighty has dealt very bitterly with me Verse 21, I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi since the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. We're going to turn over to Joshua chapter 6 now. I want to tie these in together today. Um, I won't tie in Joshua chapter 6 till the end. But now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one allowed was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns when you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn have all the people shout as loud as they can then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town verse 15 on the seventh day the israelites got up at dawn marched around the town as they had done before but this time they went around the town seven times the seventh time around as the priest sounded the long blast on their horns joshua commanded the people shout 
for the Lord has given you the town. Jericho and everything in it must be completely destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and others in her house will be spared, for she protected our spies. When the people heard of the sound of the ram's horn, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed. Come on, somebody. And the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. Then the Israelites burned the town down and everything in it. Only the things made from silver, gold, bronze, and iron were kept for the treasury of the Lord's house. So Joshua spared Rahab, the prostitute, and her relatives who were with her in the house because she had hidden the spies of Joshua sent into Jericho. And she lives among the Israelites to this day. So bear with me just a couple of moments as I recap what took place last week. You know, so we're, like I said earlier, we're in our series, Ruthinator. And yes, you heard that right, Ruthinator. Because in this series, we're talking about faithfulness and perseverance and what it can birth in your life. Also, what faithfulness and perseverance will produce in the church if we operate in it. You know, how many of us have seen that movie Terminator? You know, if you've ever seen the movie Terminator, and by the way, I'm talking about the the originals, none of this new stuff, right? You will see that the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he is relentless, he is persistent, and he is most definitely faithful to Skynet, the organization that created him. And this is how I see Ruth in this story. She is just persistent. She's faithful. Death hits the family. She's faithful. Poverty hits the family. She's persistent in saying, I've got to get to a better life. Naomi says, go back home. Go back to your gods. Go back to your idols. Go back to your old life. But Ruth says, I, I have nothing to go back to, Naomi. I'm not, I'm not going back. What are you talking about? I'm not going anywhere. Your family are the ones who got me out of idol worship and into the presence of Yahweh. Y'all have taught me about sacrifice. Y'all have taught me that sin produces death. Heck, I've seen it in action because as soon as y'all left the bread and the praise, everything started dying. You know, we talked about that last week, right? You leave the bread and the praise, nothing good happens. You know, so we're talking about faithfulness and perseverance and throughout this series, what it will set you up for, what faithfulness and perseverance will set you up for. We establish who our characters are, right? Ruth, Boaz, Naomi, Elimelech, Malon, and Shilion, and last but not least, Orpah. We establish where they was, which was Bethlehem, Judah, Bethlehem, house of bread. We also establish the word is known as the bread because Jesus is the word and Jesus is also the bread of life, right? Amen. Judah means praise. By the way, that's how you keep scripture in context. Know the characters, know who is speaking or who God is speaking through and where he's speaking at. Ruth, her name means vision of of beauty. And we also talked about Boaz, not Bozo. Remember, you want a Boaz, not a Bozo. Amen. I'm not even going to go into all that again. But um, Boaz, his name means strength. And in the Old Testament, he is a type of Christ as the kinsman redeemer. He is a foreshadow of Christ because Christ has redeemed us and Christ is the ultimate kinsman redeemer. Amen. We have Orpah, whose name means turn back. 
We talked about that last week, too, right? When you're stepping into the unknown or the unfamiliar for God, you'll have some people turn their back on you. Also, if you have turned back in you, you will disqualify yourself from what God would have for you that is right at your fingertips. Do we understand that? That Orpah had the same option. She had the same option standing right in front of her to either go into the land back with her mother-in-law go get back to the word and the praise get back to Bethlehem where the bread is and she decides that she wants to go back to the gods that she used to serve you know we have Naomi whose name means pleasant until we get to verse 18 so far she's been pleasant to be around but that's about to change and we'll get into that here in just a second but We have also in the story Naomi's husband, Elimelech. His name means God is my king. And I briefly asked you last week on the show if you'd ever met anyone who didn't live up to your name. And the reason that I that I said that is because when when times get hard, this joker removes his entire family from where the bread, the word and the praise is and everyone starts dying. We're going to talk about praise for a bit again today because God's church has to be a house of praise the body of Christ we as the temple we got to be a house of praise amen and I told you last week that the last thing you do is remove yourself from the bread and the praise when things get hard the last when, when things get tough the last thing you do is remove yourself from reading the Bible the last thing you do is leave the prayer closet the last thing you do is not have a praise on your lips the last thing you do is when your kids start acting crazy and forgetting how you raised them is to get out of the word and out of the praise when the boss at work starts persecuting you and giving you a hard time the last thing that you do is leave the bread and the praise if you ain't got bread and praise on your lips you might have something else coming out come on somebody when the husband starts bucking and acting crazy and not leading the family the last thing you do is leave the church where the word and the praise is when the wife says she doesn't want to do it anymore and can't handle it and, and and she's over it and this is the last thing this is the last straw the last thing that you do is leave the presence of God. The last thing you do is leave the prayer closet. The last thing you do is leave the worship and the word. Because why? God inhabits your praise, right? The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible doesn't say that God inhabits your sin. The Bible doesn't say that God inhabits your rebellion. We also talked about that last week. He is the God that will never leave you nor forsake you. He'll be with you in your loss. He'll be with you in your heartache. He'll be with you in your time of trouble. But God doesn't inhabit your rebellion. God doesn't inhabit your sin. God doesn't inhabit your complaining. We have to stop thinking in the body of Christ that we can leave the word and the praise and God's going to bless it. Let me help us real quick. This is a recovery podcast, I guess you could say in some sense, although we're all in some sort of recovery and healing. Amen. But if you're a a person who has come out of addiction and you're listening to the show today let me tell you something right now the last thing you do when you graduate a program is leave the bread and leave the praise i've seen so many of it happen so many times it's happened i've buried about eight friends since i left the program teen challenge in 2016 it's crazy what happens when you leave the church. It's crazy what happens when you leave the praise. It's crazy how life will come and hit you and jack you right in the jaw when you ain't got a praise on your lips and you have no scripture in your mind and in your heart to share and reveal and use as the sword of the spirit. Let me tell you something right now. If you're dealing with addiction, 
and you've dealt with addiction before in your life, the last thing you do is leave Bethlehem, Judah. We got to stop thinking that God is going to bless us when we forsake the assembling of the saints. You know, come on, man, I'm going to preach this thing to us today because there's so many people who have left the church because of COVID-19. Let me go. This ain't even in the notes today, but let's go ahead and go there. Church attendance has dropped by like 50 percent, man. It's something crazy. Even to this day, it's November, guys. This thing hit in March. Like, get back to church. Get back to the praise. Get back to the prayer closet. Get back to the fellowship and the assembling of the saints. Get back to the family of God. We got to stop thinking that God is going to bless us when we forsake the assembling of the saints, when we leave the church. And I'm talking about the body, not just a church in general. We have to stop thinking God's going to bless us when we leave the prayer closet, when we leave the reading of the word and praising and worshiping like we did when we first got saved. God is in Judah, folks. God isn't in Moab with all the idol worship. God isn't in your Netflix binge watching for hours on end at a day. God isn't on the NFL football field or in your TV while you watch the game and miss church. Moab is where idol worship is. Do y'all understand this too? COVID-19 has exposed one of the biggest idols in our society when sports got shut down. Let me help us. God is in Judah. Hear me out because it's football season right now. I like me some football and I watch some football, but my praise that's in my mouth comes first before the football game's on because I'm not going back to Moab. I'm not going back to death and destruction. My name isn't Orpah. My name ain't turning back. There's nothing to go back to. The world can keep the drugs. They can keep the alcohol. They can keep the parties. They can keep the lust and the adultery. They can keep the idol worship. They can keep the lawlessness and debauchery. I got to get to the praise so that it can shift my day. Somebody give God a shout of praise where you're at and you're listening to because I got to get back to the praise that can shift my day. But not only my day, but it can shift my destiny because I know God's got something for me. I've got to get to the word, which is Jesus, right? Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I got to get to Jesus, the bread of life. Because he's the only one handing out God-given destinies anyways, folks. You have to stay where the bread and the praise is, especially in a famine. We've been in a famine in 2020, folks. So there, the foundation is laid again of where we're at and where we're heading. So getting back to our text there in Ruth, and then we're going to move into this Jericho situation. And while we're talking about it in our series in Ruth, and I'm going to tie it all together, do my best to tie it together. But but watch this. Have y'all ever met those people who do crazy things and then wonder why crazy things happen to them? And then they blame God. How, how did how did I get pregnant? God, God, why did you let this happen to me? Well, the last time I checked, there's still only one way that you get pregnant. Stop sleeping around and that doesn't happen. Here's here's one of my favorite ones. How how did I get fired? God God, why did you do this to me? You were stealing boxes on your day off, brother. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but seriously, you get fired from your job because you can't pass a drug test or you do the bare minimum at your job and can't show up on time. That's not God's fault, folks. That would be yours. Stop acting crazy and acting something good to come from it. 
here's another one. Well, well, my my wife left me. God, why are you doing this to me? Maybe if you got your head out of the sand and take her on a date and pay her some attention, those things wouldn't happen or stay out of the DMs of girls on Facebook or IG sparking up conversations you have no business being in. Can we stop acting crazy in the church and expect expecting God to bless us in our endeavors and in our relationships? Is that too much to ask today? And I say all that to say this. Naomi left the bread and the praise. She left the word and the worship and expected something good to happen. Let me help Naomi today. God ain't in Moab, honey. He's in Judah. God ain't in Moab, precious. He's in Judah. He's in your praise. He's as close as your next worship session. He isn't in your complaining. He isn't in your wandering around in a land full of idol worship. Let me help us with this today. Naomi's name means pleasant. And she was pleasant to be around until she got out of the will of God. Her name was pleasant. Then she changed it to Mara. Her whole identity got changed. Her personality changed when she left the will of God. And all of a sudden, she wasn't so pleasant to be around. And she blamed God when all hell broke loose in her life. But the fact of the matter is, God never told her to leave Judah. God never created her to leave the atmosphere and environment of praise. Oh, that's so good right there. God has never created you to leave the environment and atmosphere of praise. Let me help us today. God never told us to leave the environment and atmosphere of praise. Stop leaving the atmosphere of praise and worship. Stop leaving the environment and atmosphere of his presence. Stop leaving the environment of the church where the word and the praise are and expect God to bless you and then blame him when it doesn't go your way. Let me tell you something else. You're pleasant to be around when you're in the will of God. You're nice. You're sweet. You're cute. You smell good. You got your hair did on Sunday with your dress on. And and, and brother, you got your hair combed to the side with your fresh fade and your suit jacket on and all that. You're pleasant to be around when you're in the will of God. But get out of the will of God and stay there for a while and see what happens. Next thing you know, you're snapping and barking at your kids. You've distanced yourself from the brethren. You'll isolate yourself. You won't come to church, won't pray, won't worship, feel condemned in the presence of God, and possibly will even begin to blame God. She was pleasant to be around when she was in the word and the praise, but now she done let her husband drag her out of the will of God. Mm. Can I let us in on a little secret this morning? This is one reason why it's so important to be equally yoked. Because the moment you let your spouse drag you into a land filled with idols and worship, And out of the will of God, this is what happens and how you end up. If you're listening today or, you know, or listen, if you're listening to this anywhere and your spouse isn't saved, I'm not saying divorce them if you're already married because that would be unbiblical. But what I am saying is don't let them keep you from Judah. Don't let them keep you from the word and the praise. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Don't let them keep you from your God-given destiny. If you're dating somebody and they already showing signs of, ah, well, we don't need to go to church this Sunday. We don't need to pray together. We don't have to read the word together. Honey, we're, we're fine. You're taking this Jesus thing a little too serious. Can I help you this morning? You better run. Run, brother, or run, sister. Run. Are you going to go from Naomi to Mara real quick? Some of us listening today today might have might be listening, feeling like Naomi wanting to change your name tomorrow. But I got good news for you today. 
you're listening to this podcast where the word and the praise are going forth and you've got to you've you you've got to you you can get to a place where god inhabits you can get to a place where god is if you'll begin to make a commitment to show faithfulness and perseverance to get to the praise you'll set yourself up from going from begging in a field to owning the field you see praise has got to be a priority in the christian's life i'll say it again praise has got to be a priority in the christian's life why because praise is one of the recipes for victory there's more to it than just a praise and a shout but god is looking for people with a praise and a shout you know remember back to our text in joshua 6 where god gives the children of israel some crazy instructions and then he tells them to put some praise on the end of it the children of Israel are coming out of a desert and about to step into their God-given destiny and promise. And as soon as he does, there is a huge obstacle in their way called the walls of Jericho. I think wisdom would pay attention to that. Because can I, can I help us again today? When you are about to do something incredible for the kingdom of God in your life, get ready for opposition. Get ready for obstacles. Look at the children of Israel here. Look at Ruth here in this story. She's lost it all. She's in a famine. She's wrapped up in poverty. She's lost her husband. Life ain't looking hot right now, but she's heading to the praise. And Joshua chapter 6, God tells them to march around this big city for six days. And on the seventh day, march seven times and blow the trumpet and give a shout of praise. I want us to pay attention to something real quick in this text. God gives them instructions, they follow them, then they praise. Ah. Do you understand that this is a recipe for victory? What was Naomi and her husband's recipe? They didn't follow the instructions of God, ended up in a foreign land instead of the promised land. Everything starts dying, then she turns around and, and, and goes back to the word and the praise. And I'm not trying to be hard on Naomi, I'm just glad she made it back to the praise stories like this in the bible are for us to learn from so that we do not have to follow the recipe and we can learn from their situations but watch this in the children of israel this time by the way the children of israel get the instructions from god they follow them then they praise then the victory then they get the victory then they leave with spoils they listen to the word and got to the praise when you get back to hearing the word of the Lord and following his instructions and you get a praise on your lips, you begin to set yourself up for complete victory and not only victory, but spoils. Let me say that one more time so somebody can get it. When you get back to hearing the word of the Lord and you begin to follow his instructions and you put a praise on your lip, lips, you set yourself up for complete victory and not only for victory, but you set yourself up for victory and the spoils. What I have found the problem to be in some churches today is that too many people got the shout and the praise, but they won't follow the instructions of the Lord. Mm. I'm going to preach this. They got the shout. Watch this. They got the shout, but they have no power. They have a shout, but they have no obedience. They got the eloquent speech, but no demonstrations and power. They got the clever three-point sermon that's relevant for today, but they have no power to walk out righteousness. No walls are coming down because they won't march. They just want to shout. They got their 
theology on point in some places and know uh, things about God and what he's done but have no clue who he is. They can tell you about the consummation of the age and how there's post-trib, pre-trib, or no-trib and what they're going to do with the ashes of the red heifer but they haven't loved anybody or blessed anybody in the last five years. There's no obedience. There's no faithfulness. There's no perseverance. There's no blind faith. I've noticed a lot of people will be faithful when you're not in a famine. Mm. A lot of a lot of people will be faithful when you're not in a famine. I've noticed a lot of people are cool when God isn't asking them to do nothing crazy. So many people have a shout and a praise, but they won't follow the instructions of God and show faithfulness and perseverance when he starts asking you to do some crazy things. But they still trying to see walls come down. Can, can I be real with us today? Sometimes God will ask you to do some crazy things so that you can see some walls come down. Watch this. You want to beat addiction. I know so many addicts out there that say, I'm so tired of this. I don't want this anymore in my life. But but they won't do anything to change it. You know, you want to beat uh, addiction. God might ask you to do something crazy like go to BTB or Miriam House for a year and get right with him. Because when you get right with him. The spirit of the Lord will come and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, somebody. You want solid relationships and to be around the right people and to be aligned with the right relationships. God might ask you to do something crazy and surround yourself with the body of Christ. Hello. God might ask you to do something crazy and be faithful in your church attendance. You want your finances to be blessed and for you to prosper. Well, follow God's instructions and breathe the tithe back into the storehouse. Come on, somebody. God has you to do this crazy thing by giving him 10%, which, by the way, it's all his anyways. And God works out this deal with you. And he says, you can keep 90% and I only want 10%. I don't, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a great deal to me. You know, so many people, they want to get closer with God. You might want to get closer to God. God might ask you to do this crazy thing and spend 30 minutes or an hour with him a day. God might ask you to do this crazy thing like pray. Oh, my. He might ask you to do something crazy like read the word outside of a Sunday service. We can't just be a people with a shout and a praise. We must be a people that follow his instructions like the children of Israel did in Joshua chapter 6. We have to be a people who follow his word. Then we must be a people with a shout and a praise. Praise is what brings the walls down. And I'm harping on this praise thing because the body of Christ has to be a people of praise. We're talking about Ruth and Naomi getting back to Judah. They're getting back to the praise. They're getting back to the worship. God is looking for people who will follow his instructions but that they also have a shout and a praise on their lips. If all hell breaks loose, we got to have a shout and a praise. If things are going great, we got to have a shout and a praise. We're going to have a praise on our lips at all times. Like I said earlier, if all hell breaks loose, we got to praise. Because if we got a praise in the house, God will show up in the house. And if God shows up into your situation, you can have some church. If God shows up into your situation, whatever it is that you're facing can be crushed. Whatever it is that you're facing can come to a halt. Hallelujah. I want to show you something real quick as I'm closing down today. I'm going to tie these two things together because 
Watch this. When you get back to the word and the praise, when you get back to following the instructions of God and you have a praise on your lips, watch this. God never wastes a battle. The children of Israel have just come out of a 40 year battle. They probably battled doubt marching around the city, wondering, wondering how blowing a trumpet was going to bring these walls down. But not only does our God never lose a battle, he never waste a battle do you understand that some scholars say the walls when they fell became like ramps into the city ruth and naomi have been out there living broke busted and disgusted everybody has died around them they're in a famine naomi has come back into bethlehem for the walk of shame ruth is begging in a field for goodness sake but their dilemma is the very thing that brings them to their destiny come on somebody their peril is what pushes them to their purpose the very thing that was designed to keep them out was the very thing that became the bridge to keep them in i feel the holy ghost right now let me say that again the very thing that was designed to keep them out was the very thing that became the bridge to get them in i don't know who's listening to the show today right here and right now but i prophesy to you and i prophesy to your situation the very thing that the enemy designed to try to keep you out is the very thing that will be the bridge to get you in somebody give god a shout of praise I came to encourage somebody today that God never wastes a battle. If you if you are listening to the show today and you've been in a famine or you've been in a dry season, if you're battling some sort of sickness or if your finances are a mess or if your kids are acting crazy, if your husband's left or your wife's gone, you just lost the job or been laid off, if through bad decision making you've landed in Moab where God is not, let me encourage you to get to Judah where he is. And begin to praise him through the storm. Praise him through the heartache. Praise him in the brokenness. Praise him in the divorce. Praise him with the loss of life. Praise him no matter what. Because if you begin to praise him, he will show up because he inhabits your praises. It wasn't the trumpets that made the walls fall down. It was praise wrapped in obedience. Because when you're obeying God and you got a praise on your lips, God will show up on the battlefield. And when God shows up, every wall has to fall. When you praise him in the prison cell, every chain and shackle has to come off of you. It wasn't that Paul and Silas was singing an anointed Hillsong jam that unlocked the door. It's that when they began to praise, God showed up. And when God shows up, there ain't no prison that can hold you down. Man, when you begin to praise God, there's not a prison that can hold you down. I want to pray for you today. And if you're in a prison, wherever it is that you're listening to the show today, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that God will show up if you will put a praise on your lips. And he will show up and show out like never before. Let your praise prophesy to your situation. God will show up. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you so much. We thank you, God, for stories like Ruth that encourage us that faithfulness and perseverance are a key ingredient. They are a key ingredient, God. 
to be successful in the Christian walk and in the Christian life. God, when we praise you, you show up. God, you're in Judah. You're in the praise. You're not over in Moab in our idol worship and our junk. Things die there, but things come to life when we're with you. Father, I pray for revival with our listeners today. Lord, my heart pumps revival. My heart pumps revival, Lord, for the lost to be saved. Lord God, I thank you so much for what it is that you're doing through this show. And I ask that you would continue to use it. Every listener, God, instill faithfulness and perseverance in them and help them to have a praise on their lips. No matter what it is that they're facing, no matter what it is that they are dealing with. If you're listening to the show right now and you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity to repeat these words after me. Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. I repent of my sins. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, your son, God. And I repent of my sins. Come and make your home within me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and power right now in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. And the church said, Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I hope you will join us for next week. We're going Ruthinator Part 3. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.